Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Logic podcast number 774, January 19th, 2022. We reached a high of 49 degrees on this day. Doesn't that sound nice? Mm-hmm. In 1921. Yes. And it was 34 below, much later, 1970. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Several St. Paul District schools could shift to virtual learning next week. Under new guidelines announced by the leaders. If 25% of teachers at a given school are absent and expected to be out for an extended period of time, that school could make a temporary move to online instruction. School buildings would remain open, buses would run, and meals would be handed out, but students would be urged to stay home. (laughs) Well, let's see now. Hold on, hold Hold up. up. Wait a minute. minute. Something ain't right. right. Who, Who do you feed then? Yeah. On Tuesday, nine schools were over the 25% threshold. Superintendent Joe Gothard said it's very likely some schools will be online next week, but other schools have every employee showing up for work. Uh, In a surprise vote late Tuesday night, the board voted 4-3 to to accept Gothard's school-by-school plan rather than moving all grades to virtual learning starting this Friday. Sean Till Allen said two weeks of virtual learning could prevent more people from getting infected as the number of coronavirus cases in the community have soared. Teachers and students are calling for online learning, she said, and we have to listen to those folks. And I'm not going to be too harsh on you, but you all should know the name Sean Till Allen for a completely different reason uh, that we'll get to following this discussion of the inmates now running the asylum. Sean Till Allen. In fact, she's about to become an award winner on this show. Oh, that's right. Thank you for reminding me. Mm-hmm. Oh, what outrageous thing did she say? Now you go to the Minneapolis paper and we learn that St. Paul Students Tuesday implored the state's second largest district to join its neighbors in shifting to remote learning to stop the spread of COVID-19. Walkouts took place at high schools and middle schools across the city days after Super Joe Gothard chose to stick with in-person instruction as Minneapolis, Roseville, and other districts went virtual. Teachers have also pushed for improved safety measures in St. Paul. But on Tuesday, it was time for the students to be heard, said Jerome Treadwell, a senior at Highland Park High School and executive director of the group called Minnesota Teen Activists. Get this quote from this kid. This is an equity issue, he said. <laughs> this, is, this is life or death, he said. Oh, really? What's the equity part of it? It's, I, it's not a, it's Treadwell, you're a little too clever by half. Is that getting added or do we already do that, by the way? What? With that word. Equity. Oh, well, it should be foghorn. Doesn't mean, equity is what you got in your house. Other than that, it's BS. <laughs> 
Student leaders want two weeks of distance learning because they've become scientists and they know that it just takes two weeks to stop the spread. Mm-hmm. Plus action on nine demands. The inmates are running the asylum. <laughs> demands. <laughs> that include stronger masking and testing protections and development of a metric to determine when individual schools should shift to remote learning. Just before the students were set to begin mobilizing for the 1 p.m. walkout, the district sent emails to families outlining its guidance on when schools would go virtual, saying the families will be alerted when 25% of teachers are absent on a given day, and if that rate (coughs) is projected to last more than three days. This is, uh, we are undergoing a mass insanity. Yep. There's just no doubt in my mind we're undergoing a mass insanity. And you've got, there's a picture of this Treadwell guy. He's going places. He's, uh, he's got a tie on. Not sure. many uh, young uh, people in public school uh, go to school with a tie on, so he's to be credited with that. But he's, uh, he's, co- he's swallowed the, the whole brand issue here. Uh, this is an equity issue. I you have know, no idea how, but it's an equity issue. Do you think he wrote those words? Do you think uh, those came from his heart and his brain, or do you think maybe uh, his parents or somebody else fed him that? He was handed a script, you're saying, Ken? Well, he looks entirely capable of perhaps having written that himself. Okay. All right. How old was he again? Uh, well, he's at Highland. Does it say what year he is? Uh, High school? Yes, he's okay. a senior at Highland High School. All right, all right, I, I, I take it back. And he was much in favor of the, uh, of the kids walking out of school, and they're they're chanting "Hey, hey, ho, ho!" Joe Gothard has got to go, so they're turning on their own. Uh, it's a it's a terrible mess, isn't it? It appears to me that the country um, is being held hostage by those among us who are most afraid, mm-hmm. and the most afraid have the loudest voices. They sure do. Uh, this is truly amazing. Uh, the kids are now calling the shots. Goes back to that fear thing you were talking about. You've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if, if the kids are calling the shots or if um, or the union. Maybe. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hate to go after them. There's some garage logic teachers, of course, and students, and students. I got a fighting chance to think Treadwell's not a GLer. <laughs> There's just a, it's a sturdy chance. limb you're on uh, there. I'm on a pretty good limb there. <laughs> Sounds like a very afraid wokester. He's very woke, very handsome young man, and as I say, he wears a tie, which I, I don't know what to think of that. Uh, he looks like Malcolm X, to tell you the truth, and he even has short uh, hair. He, he's he's just, got a bow tie on? No, it's a regular tie. Oh. Regular tie. I had to wear a tie every day in school. Hmm. Did you tie yourself? I did. Good. Leah Van Dassor, the union president, countered with a district-wide message of her own. She said the plan did not address whether students and staff would have adequate mass and testing materials, plus what a day might look like for students who show up to school that has shifted to distance learning. Well, we learned from an earlier paragraph that they'll be fed. (laughs) State law specifies that if a school district moves to online learning, an in-person option and meal still must be offered. I wonder what in, the hell what, is going wait, on. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever well, because well, isn't the entire intention of distance learning to keep all the kids away from each other? Well, right. in the case of distance learning, where is the teacher? Is the teacher at home or is the teacher in the classroom? I don't know. I don't think anybody mm. knows anything. 
Because I think if you were given the option, if you're at distance learning, you're given the option to show up, if you in fact do show up, you would be getting a, a, a degree of a, a better education than the kids at home, right? Yeah, but check this out. All right. You mean to tell me, Treadwell, the young, young man spearheading these walkouts, said that if the demands aren't met, the walkouts will continue. Hmm. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. You mean you'd go to school for purposes of organizing everyone there to walk out of school? Yes. <laughs> well, where is your learning supposed to be? Yeah, where's ah, that fit? Joe, in? that doesn't matter. There won't be any learning until we're at home. Which, this is the opposite from what I've been hearing from kids of school age that hate distance learning, hate it. What doesn't work, Kenny? That's what they hate it. And that's what they say. I was going through the Groinies file today. Uh, The problem with the Groiny Awards, for example, is that we could do a groiny. Uh, we could kick somebody in the groin every day. We and, sure could. And by the way, I, I think Regina Chu should be the first recipient of the year 2022. That deserves this. <clears throat> but I was looking through the groinies, and uh, you'll remember uh, uh, many of them. Philippe Cunningham, for example, he got a he got a groiny this year. Did we don't you want to hear no, him. You don't want to hear from him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Senator Sanders, uh, Bernie Sanders, got a groiny uh, for wearing mittens to the inaugural. <laughs> and w- we learned that uh, a Berkeley professor named Ingrid Sayer Dash Ochi uh, said Sanders is no white supremacist insurrectionist, but he manifests privilege, white privilege, male privilege, and class privilege in ways that my students could see and feel. I, I, I don't know why uh, he was pictured wearing his mittens. Uh, John Kerry took a private jet to Iceland for environmental award, calling it the only choice for somebody like me. <laughs> You'll recall that. Oh, yeah. He, he got a groiny for that. And uh, uh, the kid that uh, pretended that uh, uh, University of Minnesota police were, yes. were uh, misbehaving with him when it turns out he's nothing but a liar. To the, to the point where he asked them for a ride home yeah, in the dash cam home. video. That was in February. That was uh, that long ago already? Mm-hmm. Wow. And then you have, uh, God help me, where did I put it? Oh, yeah. A St. Paul school member, uh, if I had to award the groiny of the year, it goes to Sean Till Allen, who I mentioned earlier. Yeah, that's the only thing I discovered about her. I don't remember why we have discussed her in the past. <laughs> Sean Till Allen posted a video on uh, March 31st of an incident on her Facebook page saying she was discriminated against because she is black. Alan was dining at Benihaha, a Japanese hibachi grill restaurant, with a group of women for her birthday. She said she and others at her table said they felt the table wasn't clean, so they asked the manager to wipe it down. The manager offered to move the party to a different table. The group refused to move, and several pulled out cell phones to record the interaction. Allen called on her social media following to come to the restaurant to support her. After members of the group shouted at the manager as she attempted to answer their questions, they were eventually asked to leave the restaurant. The group refused, calling it a sit-in. 
and said they were being discriminated against. <laughs> she picked up this white supremacy, this white lady silencing, and went silent and didn't even want to respond to us now, Alan said, about their Asian server. Alan threatened to do to Benny Haha what she did to Joe's Crab Shack in 2016, in which she said she was offended. Hana. 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 What did I Benny say? Hana. Ha -ha. Benny Haha. Oh, Benny Hana. <laughs> Uh, in which she was offended by a picture of an 1885 hanging of a black man in Texas. She complained to the NAACP, and the restaurant apologized and removed the photo. Uh, when the group refused to leave Benihana, the manager told them that their tab had been taken care of and then called the police. And uh, the police found no examples of discrimination or racism. And this, uh, this moron is a current member of the St. Paul School Board. Sure. Yeah. That's who you got on your St. Paul school board. <laughs> Sean Till Allen said two weeks of virtual learning could prevent more people from getting infected as the number of coronavirus cases in the community have soared. Teachers and students are calling for online learning, she said, and we have to listen to those folks. Her motion failed with only newly elected board members Uriah Ward and Hala Henderson joining her. Uh, okay. Uh, Gothard resisted the move, calling virtual learning a substandard sub method of learning. I am very much against this motion. I don't think it's right, right thing for our community. So it was Chantel Allen, the 2021 Groiny Award winner on Garage Logic, who was doing the hard campaigning on the school board to uh, to go to remote learning. Give her another kick. One more. That deserves this. <laughs> Too bad the lady at the restaurant didn't turn it around on her and accuse her of uh, an Asian hate crime. Yeah. It's they phony. Yeah. This is who you got on your school board, folks, because the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, we have surrendered you know, and bureaucracy you, to the inept. When you were going through that, think of how many other times she's raised a stink that have gone unnoticed or mm -hmm. undocumented. Right, where they just acquiesce immediately. Because she, you know she does this every single time she goes out. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I can tell you in all good conscience, I have no idea what the schools are going to do. Apparently, according to uh, the kid at Highland, uh, if you don't meet our demands, we're just going to continue to walk out. But if his demands aren't met... There are nine demands. And he walks out, isn't he then uh, truant from school? I don't think there is such a thing any, anymore as long as the kids <laughs> are running the show. The inmates are running the asylum. And so this kid is saying, you better meet our nine demands or we're not going to participate in any kind of learning. Well, okay. Demands. <laughs> I'm running through the list of demands I would have had as a senior in high school. Uh, Mandatory need, smoke break. Um, study hall <laughs> needs to be the first two hours every day, and you can't be late. For, um, you don't have to show up in time. Something about pizza in the lunchroom. You're right, a smoke break. <laughs> Well, Jerome Treadwell said uh, student leaders want two weeks of distance learning plus action on nine demands that include stronger masking and testing protections and development of a metric to determine when individual schools should shift to remote learning. The uh, whole educational process is disintegrating, isn't it? Yes, it is. It really is, uh, which is a shame. I'm one who's always said a kid from a sound family can get one hell of an education at a public school. But the, 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 that, that opportunity is dwindling. 
Mine, in fact, did. Uh, graduating as recently as, uh, what was that, in, uh, 2018, I think. Well, I know many kids you have. Uh, but this is one kid with one voice. D- who, who decided that he gets to speak on behalf of the entire student body? I think that among, if I just had to guess from his comments and from his photograph, I think he commands a presence in the school. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, the other kids are just going along with it, right? Because well, they don't want to go to school. <laughs> They're not going to accomplish anything at home. Wow. Don't tell me we can learn at home. Don't tell me we have enough tests. We don't have enough tests. We don't have enough masks. We don't have a metric. Increase in masking. Okay, you want everyone in a hazmat suit there, son? What, what, are, you, what are you shooting for here? The psychological damage that masking has done. When do you suppose we're going to start seeing uh, the results of that? It's already happening, Ken. Yeah. Not being able to read faces. Yep. Now, I went by Highland Park High School today, and it was packed with cars. So I imagine... Well, obviously it, the demands haven't been met yet. Well, but I wonder if they're walking out again today. Serious too question. Cold. It's too cold. Can't no, walk that's out true. They, they might not walk out today. <laughs> Good God in heaven! I, I just I I've you weren't made seen, for these times. I never I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen people so willing to give in. You know how? I, I, where did I hear it today? Where did I hear it on another station? I'm going to paraphrase. Uh, someone was talking to an educator who has a new idea that learning should be more flexible. You know, we, we used to go to school and sit in a desk in rows and uh, learn what we had. And I was talking to myself in the car. I said, hey, moron, that worked. Yeah. What, what, what you're proposing, how do you know that's better? Apparently, you shouldn't have to sit at a desk in a row. You should be more free to what? I have no idea. Mingle, walk around. Well, consult. a lot of them have converted to tables. Well, you know, whatever. a table with uh, six kids at it or whatever. But how did the country get this far? Because we continue to keep allowing it to happen. You know, every kid that raises a stink about something in the schools, they just keep pushing it further and further because they keep getting their way, because there are no consequences. It's the same thing in society, where there are no consequences for actions anymore. And well, what plus is a teacher- these, kids, these kids have been so enabled by the fear of the bureaucracy to discipline them. Oh, the, we better let these kids talk. That would be uh, systemic racism they need on to our be part. Heard. If we didn't, they need to be heard and share their feelings. Whatever you know, when we when I when we all went to school, it basically worked. This isn't working. By the way, I tried to find an update. Um, the Star Tribune online article has shut off the comments section for this particular story. Oh, they're so gutless there. They don't And Such, what is the, the the teacher that got into teaching because they just want to teach and help develop young minds and do good? What are those teachers to do? I'm thinking of uh, our our gal Lee who taught out in the Milwaukee or maybe yeah. still does in the Milwaukee area, um, Matthew's daughter. And we know a lot of teachers <laughs> that got in into it for all the right reasons. How do they possibly push back against this and the unions and these students that that are doing this? I predict that, that many of them would find different careers. They're they're going to realize. Well, that's it, too bad because I, it, we, it really is. It really we is. need them. Yeah, 
but they can't overcome this. You, you have Chantel Allen on the school board. Now, that wouldn't have happened years ago either. You would have had a responsible citizen on the school board. Instead, you've got this hypocrite who's inventing discriminatory activities at a restaurant for purposes of engaging her social media followers. That's who you want on your school board? <laughs> this, is yeah. a, this is an incredible uh, breakdown of the whole, well, well, it's the failed academy. It's an incredible breakdown of the failed academy, which it becomes increasingly failing because of this. Some St. Paul schools could move online soon, but board rejects full shift to remote instruction. So if 25% of the staff are out, the school is still open, the bus is still run, and the food's still available. Um, is, okay. uh, is Omicron killing kids? No. No. Sure isn't, Ken. No. And do the kids and the teachers and the unions, do they know what the fraud Fauci has been saying, that eventually we're all going to get this? Do, do, do they know that? Uh, well, again, I don't think he's a fraud. I think he's conflicted. Yeah, that's, that's your point of view. Do, do they know that <laughs> masking is completely masking and uh, getting oh. the stab and getting the updated stab uh, still still doesn't prevent you from getting it. And right. last week, Did Ken, I'll, I'll add to your, your point, uh, last week was it the CDC director that said that the uh, vaccine no longer uh, prevents the transmission of, of the virus? Do they know that, Chris? No, I don't think so, Ken. Yeah, didn't think so. Yeah. I, think, I think what you get when you have these student activists, I, I think they get full of themselves with their newfound power. They're they're discovering ah. they're discovering that they're uh, they have yes. some they they have some control over this. Yeah, there is nobody pushing back against them. Yeah. So now they call themselves the teenage activist group, and they're running the show. And not to mention, a lot of them are even though I don't consider them very bright, but a lot of them are smart enough to realize that this lifestyle is a future career. Ah, Chris, you just point. you just went where I was going to go. I was going to ask our guy Joe, this young senior with the tie, yep. where is he going to be in five years? Anywhere he wants to be in the race industry, anywhere he wants to be, he's yeah. he's he's creating the right track for himself. He certainly is. He's not creating a track for himself to become a physicist or a doctor or an auto mechanic, but he's creating a a role for himself to be terribly important in the public class. So, effectively... This is an equity issue, Kenny. This he's, is an equity issue. You have to grant it to him. He's pretty smart. I, I knew a, a guy in my class that, in I think in as early as ninth grade, knew that he wanted to be an Air Force uh, pilot. And everything he did from that point forward led to that, and that's what he ended up doing. Mm -hmm. A pretty smart guy. Mm -hmm. He knew ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Just as smart as this kid. Well, this kid sees the table full of uh, fruit that's just waiting for him to take it. Yes. It's just, uh, just amazing. Yes. It's just amazing. Yes. In the meantime, I'll tell you when we're going to be in school, says the senior in high school. I'll tell you what the nine demands are, and you had best meet them. Because if you don't, we'll just keep walking out. So he's going to graduate, go to the failed university, get involved with some groups, and then do. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. You are right. And they're being led by someone that Joe pointed out deserved a groiny, who's also made a career. Yep. And then he's going to get on city councils, uh, school boards, uh, mayor, senator. 
etc., etc. Meanwhile, there's not a place in town that isn't looking for an 18-year-old kid to come make 15 to 20 bucks an hour part-time. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just amazing. It's the circle uh, of life, Joe. It's just amazing. What if, uh, boy, you know, I just got to get into this. Yeah. <laughs> do it, do it. What do if, it. what if this kid, and the only th- reason I say this to defend him, because I don't agree, obviously, with what he's saying. What if that's his passion? So, in other words, you guys sound like extreme cynics. Yep, and, we do. And what if, what if his passion, and he actually believes what he's talking about. Like public health? Well, what's public, his passion, John? Well, if, if perhaps he uh, believes, uh, if his passion is the public health thing, maybe he believes all of this that he's saying about uh, about uh, COVID, uh, perhaps. And you guys, you turned it into uh, the race industry. Uh, yep. What if he actually believes that, uh, as many people do, that perhaps we don't have uh, equal outcomes for the way? things are between black and white people in America. What oh, if you actually believe that? See, the oh, only problem I'm I having here this. is you guys You guys sound so cynical. Yeah, we sound just, like old boomers. And, and the kids and if, are going, okay, boomers. So, so you're saying if this is his passion, well, don't follow it. Go get a $15 an hour job. and you know. So the equity, John, and you're... I like the way John is thinking. So, so the equity part of it would be you'd have to assume that what he believes is that children of color uh, do not have the same COVID outcomes as other children. Wait, what? Uh, say uh, that again. I don't get that. You're, you're, you must be presuming on his part that he believes, if this is his passion, that children of color are disadvantaged when it comes to the treatment of COVID. From from what he said, I would assume that just because he used the word equity, which, as you say, makes no sense. In in the To me, it doesn't make any sense when you talk about race. You'd have to prove I, to I, me then that Highland Park High School, for example, would deny a black child a mask and a test, and I don't believe that's the case. No, I don't believe that's the case either. Well, then you're full of B as in BS. No, well, I think no, he no, raises a good question. I don't what think he if, does, Kenny. No, what <laughs> if this kid truly, honestly, in his heart, believes this? Well, good What for are him, we to then. say that? Well, that's then. Uh, then he's well, misguided. There's, now, there's plenty of people involved in the race industry. I agree completely with you. We've talked about this in the past, too. Mm-hmm. That's their business. That's how they make money. That's what they do. But there's also people in the race, I, well, I won't call it the race industry in that case, who are fighting for what they feel is justice. And I don't, whether you think they're my disguiser or not, doesn't matter. That's based not the on, point. Based on everything we've seen over the last five, six, seven, eight years taking place in the failed academy, mm-hmm. uh, I don't for the life of me understand how a young uh, black male uh, in high school See, the kid would impress me more if he would stand up to these people and say, quit doing me a favor. Uh, he's been subject to being made less than for every four years he's been in high school. Okay, the point, the point though, I'm trying to make is he may not believe what you believe, and he may be serious about his beliefs. Okay. But in the conversation, I'll accept that. I'll accept well, in that. the conversation though, the five minutes before I said anything, basically you three were basically calling him a charlatan. I mean, yeah, I did, at, and as, I am as cynical. an eighteen-year-old, I am cynical. I am yeah. cynical about his and, motives, and that's the part. And yeah. I don't agree with what he's saying. Uh, part, most of it, 
And and I don't necessarily agree with the race I'm, industry folks who annoy the hell out of me. We know who they are. Everybody knows who they are. But I'm just saying there are also people. Okay, I'm going to jump. I'm jumping on both sides here. I'm I'm playing both sides <laughs> of this aisle. How would you expect us to feel any differently? I mean, we're constantly looking at the big picture every single day. I, 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 the big the picture. Big, big picture is that public education in the United States has miserably failed children of color, and I insist that it's miserably failed them. It's a complex issue. Uh, much of it has to do with the child's own family situation, but where they failed them miserably is not expecting them to achieve on a level that they expect other people to achieve on. Yeah, they have let I, them I off the hook. That. They have let them so, off the hook. Question for John: What should the school, the school board, the school district, the teachers, his parents, what should they say to him? Should they prop him up and say, "Good job, kiddo. We agree." Um, should somebody? What well, do we well, do I, here? No, there let him run be, amok. No, you can't do that. And I, I agree. If we're going to have walkouts every day, well, that's asinine. That's that should not happen. Well, it that's what he's threatening. Allowed. That's it what he's threatening. Yeah, I understand that. And that should not be allowed to happen. I guess, John, the biggest par- problem that I had with the entire um, this entire story is the kids are now so emboldened that they feel it's completely normal for them to create a list of demands. Because <clears throat> the threat of, maybe threat's the yes. wrong word, the entire notion now of any type of authority having any type of control is now just gone with a certain generation. And I have a huge problem yeah, with that, which just leads to bigger problems down the road. I, and I, not the issue I wanted to address at all. The only issue I wanted to address was the five minutes before I said anything where the, your guys' attitudes were so cynical about this kid. Well, that's I mean, all. That's you, all. You, you might be suggesting that I prematurely uh, anticipated that he was seeking a career for himself in this milieu. Uh, I did. I certainly yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Or put another way, it's certainly plausible that he could. Certainly, yes. Right. right. It's certainly plausible that he could become a uh, state senator who sure. uh, works for justice. Uh, Oops, sorry. Do you think and, Joe... And there's the cynicism right there. I, yeah, I only did that because I knew you were... I didn't press the button. I, I know you did. Yeah, Chris did. Do you think he, the kid, feels that he is oppressed and downtrodden and not being heard? Uh, I have no idea, but I think he's getting too much attention because we've we've uh, let the larger issue get away from us, and that is the schools have devolved now into a situation where uh, these kids. Uh, would you agree, John? The inmates are running the asylum. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That didn't happen that's... before. That's 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 I a agree. new that's well, a new wrinkle in American are education. They? Are they? Absolutely. You think this kid's going to suffer any disciplinary action because he's leading walkouts and issuing demands? No, he's not going to at all. In fact, they're probably scrambling to meet his demands. Yeah, I guess time will tell. We'll have to follow this closely and see what happens. There's also the issue of the kids, uh, if, if not all Americans, are just being so disabused of the idea that they should ever face any risk whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so if you're not going to fake, fake face a risk when it comes to contracting Omicron, for example, what about the risk of failing a test? We should remove that risk, too, and arrange a situation by which you couldn't possibly fail a test. 
You can go on and on and on down the list of how much life is devolved by removing any element of risk from it. I'm not, you know, you got to be very careful here. I'm not suggesting some some kid should make himself vulnerable to uh, COVID-19. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying that the, the it's so over the top now that we're just going to sit back and listen to the kids who have cleverly figured out a way to say, we don't think we're being protected enough from this. Well, how many other dynamics in society and in education can they claim we're not being protected from this? I wonder if there are any kids saying the opposite and if they're getting a voice. Do they have a voice? Oh, you know, I, you mentioned the kids that do actually show up yeah. when they're given that choice. Um, are they purposely not being heard, not letting uh, people are not amplifying their voices? Well, if there's a group uh, at Highland, for example, who believes that walking out is preposterous, we have not heard from them. And why is that? Is it because they don't exist, or is it because of some other nefarious forces? Well, because they probably wouldn't get the attention and the theatrics that a walkout gets. Yeah, what what could they do yeah. theatrically? A walkout really creates a photo opportunity. Yeah, yeah, Sitting there reading your book and saying, I think that's <laughs> stupid, doesn't create a, a photo opportunity. Yeah. Joe Biden has a press conference today. Oh, boy. <laughs> and we'll be monitoring it closely uh, to come up with questions for the segment tomorrow. Who makes a better president, <laughs> rookie or President Biden? And uh, and hopefully you will have Kamala Harris audio as well. Oh, I can't imagine we won't have a surplus of... Uh... Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say, the... folks. I don't know what to say. Uh, I, I think uh, you're witnessing a kind of a disintegration. Uh, here's another way to look at it. Uh, who now do you look to for the buck to stop? Right, because they're all playing for the same team. They're all. Who, yeah. who, where does the buck stop now when it comes to uh, public schooling in St. Paul or Minneapolis? The buck seems to have been handed to either to the union or the teachers or the kids or the superintendent or the school board. All of them speaking boilerplate nonsense. Where does the dollar stop? And what happens if somebody does say, hold on, wait a minute, something's not. Like, say, the principal, the superintendent, whatever, puts his foot down and says, you know what, kids, shut up, get back to class. And that'll what happen. Which is what what should happen. Yeah, and what happens to that person when, in fact. That would be Joe Gothard, who the kids are chanting against. Okay. So hey, we hey, know. ho, ho! Gothard's got to go, and I'm—he's as woke as you're going to find. And the preemptive pro- strike is what they're doing. So Smart where is kids. the authority? And the problem Who's is in charge. The 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 vast majority of both parents, and I would assume students, they don't want distance learning. It didn't work last year. Kids failed miserably because of it. But answer me the question, John: Who is yeah. in charge right now? Doesn't it appear to you that nobody the, is? The students. It would appear, the students actually. are in charge. The inmates are running the, the asylum. In, exactly. Distance learning works for some people. I'm, now, mm. from the education standpoint, I'm not arguing with anything you're saying. That's that wasn't my point. I know. So don't I take know what your way. point was. Your point yeah. was well taken. But it's leading us to larger and larger discoveries. We're realizing that no one's in charge. Mm-hmm. No one's in charge. There's no ladder of discipline. 
Gothard seems completely disrobed right now in his role of uh, as an authority. What's a super supposed to be? Isn't the super supposed to be the guy who sets the table and says, this is the way it's going to work? You need to get a reporter down there and talk to him. Good luck getting a comment. Sidebar <laughs> argument with Reavers. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, distance learning did, in fact, work very well for a young man we all know, Dylan Height, who did that voluntarily. And if I'm correct in my memory, excelled and was good. Right, I John? thought you sent in an Ovaltine rapper or something, and he got what? a fake degree. No, what, John? Oh, no, no he, he did classes every day. <laughs> At every home. Every day, three years, sophomore, junior, senior. Did well. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and we graduated. Can, oh, yeah, and graduated. Yeah. So we can't make that blanket indictment. Well, okay, let me, let me change what I, what I said then. Because John and his wife were both working at the time, and Dylan was, was home by himself, correct, John, during that time? For the most part? Yeah, for the most part, I'd say. Yeah. See, what I guess what I'm referring to is with the young kids. You know, the, yeah. the kids that can't be left home alone. The that ki- early development, too. You know, you know if, if they were 16, I might have a different opinion. But w- with young kids, you know, some of them, some of them really struggle. My kids do relatively well in school and have really great teachers. But the whole disconnect, <clears throat> that's a part of the development that a young mind really, truly needs in person. They really do. Anyway, I think uh, I think there's I agree. A, there's kind of a wraparound statement that could be said about all this, and uh, I would link it to the mystery, which has among its dynamics the belief that everything tried and true must be obliterated. Uh, the mystery believes the country uh, was flawed from the outset. Mm-hmm. Uh, that. That belief has crept into the failed academy. And just like the guy I heard earlier saying, we used to sit at desk in a row and I'm yelling at the radio, but that worked. Uh, the idea that that worked is no longer held in vogue. Uh, what's held in vogue now is uh, anything that we want to do that we believe is experimental is what's important. And that, by definition, would eliminate the role of authority, right? Mm-hmm. That would eliminate the role of the authority. I mean, all of us grew up at a time you would have been terrified to be sent to the principal's office. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, A, we, these kids are not terrified of that, and B, they never would be sent to the principal's office. Mm-hmm. You know, short of a kid in school pulling out a gun, the only person he's going to deal with is a St. Paul police officer. Uh, I'm trying not to ramble here. But in the act of embracing progressivism, which is another word for the mystery, what happens is, and we've seen examples of this, what happens is the very notion of authority is held is, is contested. Mm-hmm. You saw it with the mayor of Duluth, Emily Larson, challenging the idea that anyone in her administration should be called the chief. And ostensibly, she was fearful of insulting Native Americans, virtually all of whom still use the word chief. But more importantly and deeper was the progressive attitude that authority in and of itself should not exist. Nope. 
I didn't know I was going to be this good today. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I have some more information about uh, this young fellow, by the way, if yeah. you'd like it. Uh, Jerome Treadwell. Apparently, he's a 2020 All-American football player also. Good. And he is the head, and this may give some insight into what, you know, we talked about with his involvement with things. Mm-hmm. He is the youth president of the Minnesota NAACP. All right. Born and raised in St. Paul in the Rondo community. Mm-hmm. Uh, 3.6 GPA throughout high school through his junior year. Mm-hmm. Active in sports, music, and obviously uh, lots of other things. I have not denigrated the child. No, I I, I, just, I have uh, I have merely said that I think he has cleverly figured out where all the chips are on the table and is able to put himself in a position, uh, and it's not unreasonable to say, to put himself in a position of power in that school. Yeah. Now, with what John just said, I'm... I don't think he'd be in favor of the whole less is more. Um, Boy, I would hope not. Thing I would we, hope not. That we see um, this it, just based on what I just heard. It seems like he's on the road to success. Yeah. Well, then I will continue to believe that what we've stumbled upon, however circuitously we arrived at it, is what's under attack is authority. How's yeah. that? Is that a fair yeah. way to conclude this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think he's on the wrong track with this, um, but I think it's becoming clear that this is coming from his heart and not from, say, a teacher's which, union. Which was my original which, point. It was. Which, it was. Yeah. It was a fair point. But can we also say, then, who would he accept as an authority figure? Mm, yeah. That's a good question. It would be fun to ask him that. And what type of parenting? Right, probably well, pretty solid. Probably pretty good. He's he's got you know he played football and he's involved in his extracurricular activities. He's got a good grade point average. He wears a tie to school for God's sakes, which I twenty minutes ago gave him credit for. But then, at <laughs> what point does that whole notion of of authority go out the window if if the structure is good at home? Because obviously, then that's what he's being told when he from a young oh, age, correct? There's I you know now we're getting into a whole different subject, but yeah. Oh. Uh, Joe, uh, maybe you'll back this up too. Uh, I I grew up with good parents, and so did you. But uh, I'll bet in our youth we questioned authority pretty heavily in the oh late sixties and oh early seventies. Yeah, the difference was, John, we we did that, but we didn't get away with it. Right, and we, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true in my case. Yeah, we that's, didn't get away with uh, it. That's a very good point, and yeah. and and something like questioning authority and walking out of class. Well. That would have that was immediate uh, consequences. I went to a Christian Brothers High School. Are you kidding me? You you, you would have, have suffered gotten, consequences. Yeah, you know, and, and any high school would have at that point. Questioning authority is something I've done from the get go right up until now. Yeah, but yeah. for example, you didn't really question the authority of a police officer. Um, well, <laughs> well yeah, I, did. I, I, I would didn't. hope not, I but didn't. I I may have. Yeah. Well, let's just leave it at this. Yes, certainly. It's a rebellious nature of of youth is very normal. But I would insist, and we did, but we didn't get away with it. You had had consequences. That's right. Are we made aware of why he has, I mean, does he list the beefs that he has with the super in this case? Well, the, the reporting isn't what it used to be. We've only got three of the nine demands. I wish I knew where all nine demands were. Yeah, why does he have to go? Um, I, I'd love to hear more on that. What's he basing this on? Could you please take a break, and I'll see if I can find the nine demands. Hey.
Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here once again for my friends at Hofferman Water. They are an independent water treatment dealer. They offer sales, service, and rental for Connecticut water treatment systems, including water softeners, iron rust and odor filtration systems, and, of course, drinking water systems. A new system from Connecticut can do so many things that other water softeners simply cannot. They will cut down on salt usage and protect all of your appliances. Trust me when I say bad water affects nearly every single aspect of your home. Your showers are better, your laundry is better, not to mention your drinking water. And another underrated aspect of this, a brand new state-of-the-art Connecticut water treatment system helps the resale value of your home. Please get in touch with my friends at Hoffman Water today. I had my Connecticut system installed years ago and it has made an amazing difference in the quality of my water. Call them today for that free water analysis. 952-894-4040 or you can just visit them online today at HoffermanWater.com. Hofferman Water, proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. The 31st Annual 2022 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show returns to the Minneapolis Convention Center Friday, February 18th through Sunday, Feb 20. Grab your foursome. Get ready for your first round of 2022. See all the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show has to offer, including great deals on drivers, irons, putters, and accessories. Nab great deals on the best golf apparel around. This is where I get my golf gloves every year. Take advantage of special offers from your favorite courses and destination golf resort vacations. While you're there, plus take lessons from the pros and be ready to own your golf game in 2022. And as an added bonus, yes, Garage Logic will broadcast live from 11:30 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Friday, Feb 18. Tickets are now on sale for just $12. Compliments of TwinCitiesGolf.com. Each ticket purchase includes 10 free greens free passes and three bonus passes if you purchase online. Find all show details at MinnesotaGolfShow.com. Presented by Choice Bank, your select Minnesota Buick, GMC dealers, Nelson Marine, and Second Swing. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life, Joe Souchere. That's just amazing. What the hell? How old is he? 23? Old enough to know better. Oh. Yeah, wow, that's he, nice. That's the first time I've heard it, too. Yeah, that's really nice. Also really nice, MapleGroveLockAndSafe.com, 30 years strong in Maple Grove. Rich uh, cares about us, our satisfaction, and doing us right. Uh, full residential and commercial lock and safe and security services for your home, automobile, whatever. Uh, among other brands, uh, Maple Grove Lock and Safe, they offer the country's best safe, the Liberty Safe at uh it's the best one out there, made in the United States of America using materials only procured in the United States of America. And uh, good for us, they've recently reintroduced one of their big sellers, the popular Franklin model. Uh, and Rich has over 140 safes in stock right now to protect our valuables, anything from firearms to memorabilia, hard cash money. Yeah, you can do that, jewelry, whatever. He's going to make sure you get the right unit that fits your needs and fits your pocketbook. That's the number one concern. Uh, their address in Maple Grove, 6901. It's at East Fish Lake Road. And like I said, on the web, really easy to find, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. I think I can get us closer to the nine demands. We know three of them, more testing, uh, more masking and masking availability, and a metric to determine how to contact students if not enough staff is present for in-staff learning. 
And we add the following. Earlier Tuesday, students at several St. Paul schools <clears throat> walked out in support of a two-week shift to online learning and a more robust plan to protect them from the coronavirus. The walkout was organized by the nonprofit Minnesota Teen Activists. The group's director, Highland Park High School senior Jerome Treadwell, said a survey found students were dealing with inconsistent bus transportation. I would imagine that would be a demand to make it consistent. Yeah. Uh, classrooms without adult supervision because of absences. Uh, yep. We're up to about five demands. Worries about infecting family members. I, I don't know what the school board is supposed to do about that. <clears throat> he, Treadwell, said the district should do more to educate students about the importance of getting vaccinated and properly wearing face masks in, stool, in school. We do not want to die trying to receive our education, Treadwell told reporters Tuesday morning. I, I happen to think that's a preposterous statement. Angela Noon, a Harding High School junior and walkout organizer, said the current situation isn't good for any student. Wait, stop. Go back. What was the, What was his self? Uh, his title, Andrew. What? So you you he in the story you just read that last sentence. He has a title, event organizer. What was it you just no, called? He's him? the uh, uh, the group's director. <laughs> okay. The director. Continue. Sorry. Uh, Angela Noon, a Harding High School junior and walkout organizer, said the current situation isn't good for any student. With so many teachers unable to work, classes are being staffed by subs who can't teach the content. She said, I'm very unable to learn, even in person, she said. Meanwhile, students stuck at home aren't getting the teacher support they need either, Noon said. Okay, so uh, I think we got a better handle on the... Uh, at least five large Minnesota school districts have temporarily moved all grades to online instruction because of severe staffing shortages, but most, including St. Paul, remain in person. Treadwell said St. Paul should take two weeks to ramp up coronavirus testing for staff and students, acquire more face masks, decide on metrics for temporary closing individual schools, and improving the quality of remote instruction. Can you add that to the better busing consistency? Uh, more adult supervision in the classrooms and worrying about uh, infecting family members. As for uh, Treadwell's belief, the district should do more to educate students about the importance of getting vaccinated. I, can you walk anywhere on, uh, on this veil of tears here in the United States without hearing or getting hectored about getting vaccinated? I mean, it, it, do, are the kids just I think so they obtuse they're not hearing that? I think what maybe what he doesn't realize is that those people that haven't been vaxxed are probably not going to get vaxxed. Right. I think that's the point we've reached in this country. That's just a personal opinion, though. And then he says online, early, er, online learning is not ideal for anyone. He said we need engaging and innovative learning, which gets me back to my point that well, uh, the progressive belief of education is going to be we're going to completely reinvent it somehow. Well, it sounds to me like... Uh, he, he, with this new stuff, uh, I don't have a problem with that. What new stuff? Well, everything you just read. Number one, the school busing thing, I agree with him, but he's got to realize this is a staffing issue. Mm -hmm. This the school bus shortage, uh, school bus driver shortage is a thing all over the country right, right now. But again, he's... It, it, well, no, I'm not going to go down there. Really. Uh, um, keep going, Joe. I'm done. Well, uh, can we go through the points, starting with the school bus uh, issues one by one? 
because I'm I'm finding myself with less disagreements with him, and I still don't know why he hates the super. Well, I don't know what inconsistencies in the bus transportation they're referring to. Uh, Every well, day at 3 o'clock in the afternoon in St. Paul, the streets are crowded with school buses. But there's not enough drivers, and some <clears throat> um, there's been alerts in both Minneapolis and St. Paul where your bus is going to be late today because we don't have a driver, so yeah. drivers are running two different routes. Um, so it, that is actually a really serious issue all over. Um, so he's got to recognize that. I, I mean... It's There's not no, just the, it's not just the metro. It's not just the state yeah. of Minnesota. This is a nationwide issue, young man. Yeah, and somebody needs to let him know that this is this is a nationwide issue that we're having all over. What was the number two or the second one you read uh, after that? Absence of adult supervision uh, in the classroom. So he he's in for adult supervision yes, as like we it. as we are. Yes, we are. Next. Worries about infecting family members. I don't know how yeah. the schools are supposed to solve that. Yeah, I, I, you're right. I don't. And then uh, do more to educate students about the importance of getting vaccinated and properly wearing uh, face masks. Again, you know. Haven't um, we been through this for two years? You can this? get all the shots and masks you want. You're still going to get it. Um, but okay, kid. And then he says, we do not want to die trying to receive our education, which right. I think is well, a bit, a bit that's over an, the top. That's an over, yeah, that's <laughs> a, a bit of hyperbole there. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't know that I disagree with a lot of them. Some of it he just might just be, I don't know if ignorance is the word to use, just not clued into what's happening. Well, the group's demands largely match those of the St. Paul Federation of Educators, with one key difference. Treadwell said it's important that all staff report to buildings if the district does move to online learning because the schools must remain open to students who prefer that option or have nowhere else to go. It sounds to me like he wants to be in school. Yep, and then I didn't know this. It's a law. St. Paul cannot close schools entirely because of a state law that forbids schools from forcing students into online instruction without an in-person option. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that either. Students and families cannot be forced to participate in online learning for this reason, as in-person option must be available Minnesota Department of Education spokeswoman Ashley Norris said. Additionally, schools are expected to continue to make meals available for all students and provide transportation and other critical services such as special education. But I don't think it would be uh, unfair to say that's because as the years have advanced, uh, the schools are expected to have replaced the family for many vital services. Mm-hmm. There you have it. be fun to talk to this kid. I'd be glad to. Uh, Reavers, get this kid, Jerome Treadwell. Okay. Go up there and get him on the phone. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Uh, uh, you know, may I mention just one thing really quick? Mm-hmm. I guess the part of the story that kind of irritates me is, is, is a thing, not, not just with this kid, but the view of what we're dealing with throughout the midst of this pandemic. And it's, we, there's, there's too many people, and I know I keep saying this, but there's too many people that for some reason think this is just going to go away. That if we do this, if we do that, if we make people prove their vaccination status to get into a bar, that that's going to magically make all of this go away. I get that the surge is real. I get all that. But we have, at some point, we have to get back to some sort of normalcy, do we not? Not if this aid and abets the idea of... of, of uh 
uh, of uh, removing authority from our conventional lives. Okay, you're going to have to talk dumber. Mm. Uh, there are too many people who uh, are seizing upon this to make sure we don't get back to Okay, normal. that's, yes, right. that's yeah. exactly right. Because, yeah. and I guess that's, I'm, I, maybe I'm doing this unfairly, but I'm lumping this kid in with that. Where he, he, he's, which could be unfair on our part. Which yes. might be, which yeah. might be. But yeah. it, it gets back to this complete idea of we're, we're, completely changing our way of life. Well, I think I've been talking about Because that. of a virus yeah. that has a 99 point whatever percent survival rate. The the but, uh, the mystery Go ahead, is, John. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. How are you going to get back to normalcy, though, when 40% of the teachers are out? They, had, they quoted one kid in this story that said every period, I think last Thursday or Friday, he had uh, uh, substitute teachers, which we all went to school. We well, know how come they're not does. sick, but the yeah. teachers are? Yeah, well, um, I don't know. Why are there? I don't think substitute teachers are unionized, are they? I don't think so. No, I don't know. Uh, GLers are going to have to answer that one for me. So that that's not normal. So somehow we have to find a way to get back to normalcy. <laughs> yeah, and that means having you know I don't know five percent of the teachers out. I don't no. see I don't see uh, schools getting back to normal as we understand yeah. normalcy. But I don't see it. At forty percent, John, is that because they legitimately have the COVID? Then they do need to stay home. Right? Wouldn't well, you they, agree? Well, they call in sick. Well, right, but then that's not normalcy. That's my point. Oh, you lost so, you, so if you have 100 teachers in your school and 40 are out sick, you're going to have 40 substitutes that day working? Yeah, yeah. All I care about is that the 40 that say they're sick are really sick, <laughs> and they're not doing this because they're flakes. Right. Yeah, well. And that's just would, a, a, you know, that's just because of the pandemic and... That's just the way life you, is now. Do you have to, I don't know, I know this is true in other jobs, like where my wife works, you have to have your proof of positive test before you can be out. Would that be a thing the union would not allow or that teachers can skirt? Oh, great question. I don't just think curious. from top to bottom we have the leadership in this country that will get this country back to what we would consider normal. I don't yeah. think that's happening. I think you're right about that. I just don't think it's happening. And I question even if they yeah. want to, like you do, Joe. Mm -hmm. Hell, if, we might as well just end the show then, huh? See you later. <laughs> Hold on, let me hit the button. <laughs> see you, GLers. Um, Goodbye. <laughs> but if... Wait, seafoam. GLers, seafoam. Wait, here we go. Seafoam. Um, um, what was I going to say? I don't, I don't remember. I know, but okay, it was going to be brilliant. If, I know that. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> but if... Let's just say this is the first domino to fall, right? Highland Highland Park High School. Well, they all they walk outs yesterday at quite a few places. That, Sounds like there was one at Harding. That's where, exactly yeah. where I'm going. Let's say let's say they cave to this list of demands. Mm -hmm. That's just the first domino to fall, and then the others will follow suit because if they don't follow the same strategy as as uh, Highland Park High School, you know what I'm saying? Then we're then the the only demand that that I find terribly unreasonable is expecting the schools to prevent your family from getting sick. I don't know how the schools are supposed to do that. So, why don't we take? Well, I want to tell you about EcoFund. You mentioned EcoFund Motorsports. I did mention EcoFund, and uh, I've told them out there keep the Christmas sale going. There's still some wreaths up once in a while. Huh? And they have two hundred dollars off all Bentelli e-bikes and Yamaha Power Assist bikes for GLers. Buy it now; they'll store it for you until spring. And 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 they fear that in the spring, 
due to supply and shipping issues, maybe electric bikes are going to cost considerably more than they do today. So you're buying now at last year's prices, and they'll hold it in storage for you. 2021 Bintelli scooters at $12.99. They turn every urban errand into adventure, get about 65 miles to the gallon. That includes free winter storage. Price increases will be hitting this spring. It could be as much as 500 bucks a scooter, depending on the model. Full line of youth recreational equipment, Yamaha clothing, Yamaha equipment. Uh, they'll tune up your sled for the long winter season. It's still ahead of us. Not for me. I'm a 21st-er. But for you normal people, there's a lot of, a lot of winter ahead. Great service department, great pickup and delivery options. This is all at EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61. Where else? in downtown Forest Lake. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here once again for my friends at Hofferman Water. They are an independent water treatment dealer. They offer sales, service, and rental for Connecticut water treatment systems, including water softeners, iron rust and odor filtration systems, and, of course, drinking water systems. A new system from Connecticut can do so many things that other water softeners simply cannot. They will cut down on salt usage and protect all of your appliances. Trust me when I say bad water affects nearly every single aspect of your home. Your showers are better, your laundry is better, not to mention your drinking water. And another underrated aspect of this, a brand new state-of-the-art Connecticut water treatment system helps the resale value of your home. Please get in touch with my friends at Hoffman Water today. I had my Connecticut system installed years ago and it has made an amazing difference in the quality of my water. Call them today for that free water analysis. 952-894-4040 or you can just visit them online today at HoffermanWater.com. Hofferman Water, proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Neil Young, you cannot stop it. You just make a move. Cinnamon girl. <laughs> here's Johnny Height. Well, here's Kenny Olson. I'm well, sorry. Here's uh, Kenny Olson. Uh, so McLean and I have been having off-air discussions, and even Elizabeth Reese of Channel Five involved in this. Uh, our bug out bags and what we always carry in our vehicles in case that asteroid is ten minutes out and we got to get out of here. Uh, and I realized the one thing I don't have in my truck anymore, and I have a defense for this, is a can of seafoam. My defense is the can of seafoam is on the shelf right next to the door in the garage where I park my sh- truck, so I see it every day. Reavers, you carrying around seafoam like I, a good, diligent GLer? I actually bought a can over the weekend because I had to pop a can in the old Jaguar. So what I did is I stopped at Quick Trip. I only stopped there about three times a day. And so on the morning <laughs> stop, I went yeah. in. I had to get something to drink. I also had to get my morning uh Cheeseburger, and then is this going to be a town ball story? It seems like it's getting long already. Then I uh, swung by the before I went to the checkout counter and grabbed a can of seafoam, all in one stop. You know, I'm a simple man. I like to make one stop a day. I love about this country: you can go in, get a pack of uh, lung darts, a cheeseburger, (laughs) and a can of seafoam, all in the same place. It's the best thing about America is seafoam. It's made. Right in the, the Twin Cities, a local company with a global reach. You can find it everywhere, and there's nothing better uh, in a world of bad gas than our buddies at Seafoam. He actually told me. <laughs> oh, He actually go. told me. Here we go. You know who's got a really good cheeseburger? Mm-hmm. Quick yeah. Trip. I love they it. They do. Yeah. 
They do. I said that's the whitest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you got to swing it's in. the whitest thing I've ever heard. You know what I'm doing? I'm bringing you one tomorrow. That's okay. Stop you in. for lunch. Get lunch, a couple Joe. of uh, lunch. rolling meat logs, a big giant Mountain Dew, oh. can of seafoam, oh. some lung yeah, the, darts. The cheese logs, too. At oh, trip. I bet they're oh, cheese logs. Oh, oh, those are good. Oh, yeah. Those are good. Oh, oh. Speaking of that. Here we go. I got sent an email. <laughs> About some Russians who had an a, an old tractor that sunk in the mud. Yeah. And guess how they got it out of there? Huh. They chained birch branches to the wheels. And then the guy would rev it up and reverse. And as it reversed, the branches would come up and go back. And the wheels would gain purchase by being on the branches. And slowly wow. but surely, with each revolution wow. of the branches... The tractor backed out of the slough it was in. It was wow. amazing. That's brilliant. It was, it was brilliant. How did the branch not snap? That was a good question. I don't. They must know what they're doing. Huh. I don't know. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. This past Follow Monday morning. Johnny. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one, the birch branches. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out, Kenny, during his ad, said when the asteroid comes, he's got a bug-out box. Yeah, I got news well, for you, Kenny. Be dead. That ain't yeah. going to do you any good. No, uh, Reese and I, we're, we're lining up caves. Yeah. When we know it's coming, we're going to go find one of these top-secret caves. Uh, we're already going to have a secret stash of uh, good stuff. And that's yeah. where we're going to hide it. Joe, maybe your family's uh, sod hut could come into play then and well, save you. It still exists, yeah. <laughs> On Monday morning, Ben Short was getting ready for work when he noticed flashing lights in his Coon Rapids neighborhood and a suspect running from law enforcement. The Anoka County Sheriff's Office spotted a reported stolen vehicle near Crosstown and Bunker Lake Boulevard in Andover, but eventually terminated the chase. A short time later, right around 8 a.m., Coon Rapids police officers spotted the vehicle, tried to make a traffic stop. When it reportedly ran again, police said they used a pit maneuver and disabled the vehicle near the 3800 block of 115th Avenue North. Uh, Short said, I'm going to nail that fool. I'm going to get him when he saw the suspect riding away from police into his neighbor's yard. <laughs> he said, it was my natural instinct to stop what I was doing to meet him right out front. Of course, I didn't realize at the time he had a rifle when I made the decision to come running until the last minute. I decided I was already committed, though. I needed to follow through with it and take him out, and I did it. Short tackled him and held the man down for what felt like 30 seconds, he said, before police got there. Coon Rapids police officer Austin Albers, one of the officers who chased after the suspect, lost sight when the man went between houses. He said, I was coming around the corner of the house and I saw some sort of struggle and some yelling. That's when I saw Ben restraining the suspect. A huge relief for me. It was the last thing I expected. Uh, detaining an armed suspect, according to law enforcement, not something police suggest you do. Short said when the adrenaline wore off, he did a double take on what he had just done. He said, I realized that wasn't the smartest thing I should have done, oh. but it did make me feel awesome to do <laughs> yep. the right thing and help no, out. That's what the world needs more of right there, and we all get told that. Don't fight back, acquiesce, give in, give them your wallet. We need more Chris Reavers of the world. Guys that don't have a brain enough to uh, stop them, <laughs> Wait, and that wow. just running, tackle them, and deal with the bleeping situation <laughs> guys, right here and now. Guys, probably back on the street already. Yep. The, uh, you didn't 20, have to say that. Yeah, but 20, there's no hope here. We're urinating into the wind here. 
the 25-year-old driver that Joe is saying may be back out on the street. I'm not sure. Uh, he did flee the vehicle. Uh, police removed two firearms. He was taken into custody, but we don't know what he's charged with. There was also a passenger in the car taken into custody at the time. He for sure has been released, the passenger. Yeah. You know, Nogan County Sheriff's Office said on Tuesday they continue to investigate the situation surrounding the vehicle chase. I just feel like I need to thank Chris Reavers for this story. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome, Kenny. I love guys like you. I, and then I loved how you took a shot at him and complimented him. At <laughs> That's the same how me time. and Kenny roll. That's how we <laughs> roll. Beautiful. I can't help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Police say two people are recovering from injuries following two shootings Tuesday night, including a man who was shot while driving on Interstate 94. According to Minneapolis police officers, first called to the intersection of Lowry and James Avenues at 920, saying a man with a gunshot wound flagged them down. The male who flagged them down was taken to an area hospital for a non-life-threatening wound and wouldn't give police any details about what happened. Meanwhile, the officers, uh, different officers also called to a report of a shooting on westbound I-94 at 921. Police say the man was shot while driving. Two other people were in the vehicle. They were not injured. The driver, whose name and age was not provided, taken to an area hospital. He's in critical condition. Officials say the suspect vehicle described as a white SUV. Anyone who has information is asked to call Crime Stoppers. Police say the shooting may have followed a confrontation. Okay, that's that what happened. I was going to ask. It's, it's probably apparent that these two people knew yep. each other, right? Yep, confrontation okay. they think that happened uh, near the downtown area of Washington Avenue and I-94. Because hmm. uh, I think a random shooting on 94, that might raise an eyebrow or two. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> More than 100 nurses are arriving in Minnesota to help short-staffed health care facilities. Last week, Governor Tim Walz announced his request of $40 million in funding from the American Rescue Plan to help support state hospitals with emergency staff amid the latest COVID-19 surge. Walls said the $40 million would cover costs for providers, primarily registered nurses, who will work 60 hours per week for 60 days oh. to provide care for patients at certain state hospitals facing staffing shortages. The Department of Health is directing nursing teams to hospitals that have been identified by regional health care providers as being the most in need of additional staff. 62-year-old man, this from the Star Tribune, has been accused of violating a harassment restraining order by stalking a radio personality at the same Twin Cities FM station where another DJ who endured troubling attention uh, from the same man again? worked. Again? Same guy. Patrick Henry Kelly of Minneapolis faces two felony cases of violating a harassment restraining order after he twice visited the St. Paul home of Jade Title, music director and midday host on The Current. Kelly, who's due in Ramsey County District Court January 25th, remains jailed on $5,000 bond. Uh, Minnesota Public Radio, which operates The Current, said in a statement it was pleased to hear authorities are investigating the matter. Uh, back in 2015, you may remember this, Kelly was sentenced to five years probation and nine months in the workhouse after pleading guilty to stalking and terroristic threats for his behavior toward DJ Mary Lucia beginning in the summer of 2014. She also obtained a harassment restraining order against Kelly, prohibiting him from being within two city blocks of her and having any direct contact, including social media. However, Kelly repeatedly violated that order and left unwanted items at her door. Is it a folklore uh, that Lucia is Westerberg's sister? Is that true? Do you know? I think that's pretty common that's, knowledge. I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't either, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. But now is she off the air at the current? I think she's comfortable with everybody knowing that. Oh. I'm not sure though. 
I think that's well known. I don't know that she's back on the air. I don't know. I don't listen. No, to no, don't anymore. listen to that station because they don't uh, feature songs with drummers and loud guitars. No, they feature a lot of female <laughs> artists with very weak voices. Yep, yep. <laughs> Uh, that's that's alt rock right now, actually. Though yeah. strange, I, I don't want to hear any songs that have a click track in the background. <laughs> Russia is sending an unspecified number of troops from the country's far east uh, to Belarus for major war games. Officials said Tuesday a deployment that will further beef up Russian military presence near. Ukraine, amid Western fears of a planned invasion, amid the soaring tensions, the White House warning that Russia could attack its neighbor at any point, while the U.K. delivered a batch of anti-tank weapons to Ukraine. Do we know, John, or do you know why we're, uh, we suddenly have changed the spelling of Kiev? Have you I noticed that? K-I-E-V. Nope, not anymore. It's K-Y something, K-Y-V-I-V or something like that. I don't. Got that happens, precious, though, uh, very precious. The, the pootster, he knows that uh, he can go ahead with this because he's going to get no response from the uh, United States of America. Why is uh, that, Kenny? Well, uh, <laughs> let me tell you something uh, about Brandon. <laughs> the house. <laughs> Nobody's disagreeing with me here. No. Such? Well, Biden has a use. press conference today. I'll be anxious <laughs> to see what he says about uh, the Ukraine and Russia. Yeah. The House Committee investigating the Capitol insurrection has issued subpoenas to Rudy Giuliani and other members of Donald Trump's post-election legal team who filed multiple lawsuits claiming election fraud that were roundly rejected by the courts but gave rise to the lie that Trump did not really lose the 2020 presidential election. The committee is continuing to widen its scope into Trump's orbit, this time demanding info and testimony from Giuliani, Jenna Ellis, Sidney Powell, and Boris Epstein. All four publicly defended the president and his voter fraud claims in the months after the election. Meanwhile, the New York Attorney General's office late Tuesday told the court its investigators had uncovered evidence that former President Trump's company used what they called fraudulent or misleading asset valuations to get loans and tax benefits. The court filing said state authorities haven't yet decided whether to bring a little uh, civil lawsuit in connection with the allegations, but that investigators need to question Trump and his two eldest children as part of the, the probe. In the court, here with all of hey, Ken. Duncan, Duncan taking the train. Go ahead, finish the story, then I'm going to tell you something. In the court documents, Attorney General <laughs> Letitia James' office gave its most detailed account yet of long-running investigation of allegations that Trump's company exaggerated the value of assets and to get favorable loan terms or misstated what land was worth to slash the tax burden on that. First of all, Such is right. The TV needs to go off. We had a long discussion today on uh, news from the Krabby Coffee Shop about movies. And um, brought up one of my beefs with movies is crackers, white people pay, playing Native Americans. I innocently glance over at the TV, and Navajo Joe is on. Mm -hmm. Burt Reynolds playing a uh, Native American, <laughs> and that's when my fat finger hit the wrong button. Mm -hmm. So um, it's just my way of promoting news from the crab. Wasn't the show. Lone Ranger's Tonto an actual Native American? Jay Silverheels. Jay Silverheels. He was, I believe. Yeah, yes. He was, yes. yes. Anyway, you know what? Turning it uh, off, Such. I, I wish you, you shouldn't even be allowed to have a TV. You're right. You're right. After that faux pas, you're right. <laughs> it's off. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis making news on a couple of fronts. Uh, DeSantis, uh, once loyal member of Donald Trump's court, says backing him in the next election would be too much to ask. 
after the former president publicly attacked his character. Trump reportedly said the popular governor has no personal charisma and a dull personality. As, <laughs> as, rumors, oh, as rumors swirl that the ex-president is angry that DeSantis hasn't declined to challenge him. DeSantis, however, has told his inner circle that Trump's expectation that he will bend his knee is asking too much as far as 2024 goes, according to the New York Times. Uh, also, uh, DeSantis, not sure this is a good idea. He has a new plan. He wants to establish a special police force to oversee state elections. Mm. I'm not liking the sound of that. That's got a bad know. imagery. Yeah, it's, that sounds really kind does. of militarily. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Show yeah. me your thumb dipped in purple ink. <laughs> purple ink. There you go. Uh, St. Paul native Louis Anderson is being treated for cancer at a Las oh, Vegas no. hospital. The 68-year-old Anderson was diagnosed with a type of non-Hodgkin lymphoma and is resting comfortably, according to his publicist. Uh, Louis won a 2016 Emmy for Best Supporting Actor for his unlikely role in the comedy Baskets as Christine Baskets, mom to twin sons. Anderson received three consecutive Emmy nods for his performance in that program. Uh, Anderson voiced an animated version of himself as a kid in Life with Louis. He, of course, has started his career here doing stand-up. There's a pretty good chance he'll recover. People have uh, do and uh, have will recover from this. Yeah. So uh, we're hoping for the best for Louis. The federal government is moving forward with a plan to let teenagers drive big rigs from state to state. No. In a test program. No. You don't like that plan. No, I don't like that plan. <laughs> Currently, truckers who cross state lines have to be at least 21 but a new apprenticeship program required by Congress to help ease supply chain backlogs would let 18 to 20-year-old truckers drive outside their home states. The pilot program, detailed in a proposed regulation from the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, would screen the teens, barring any with driving while impaired violations or traffic tickets for causing a crash. But safety advocates say the program runs counter to data, showing that younger drivers get in a lot more crashes than older ones. They say it's unwise to let teen drivers be responsible for rigs that can weigh 80,000 pounds. The apprenticeship pilot program was required by Congress as part of the infrastructure bill signed into law November 15th. The American Trucking Association, a large industry trade group, supports the measure as a way of helping with a shortage of drivers. The group estimates the nation is running over 80,000 drivers short of the number it needs. Under the apprenticeship, younger drivers can cross state lines during 120-hour and 280-hour probationary periods as long as there's an experienced driver in the passenger seat. Well, once you give those qualifications, John, I, I don't have a problem with it. Well, don't you have to be 18, though, for a Class A, correct? Yeah, but you can't, like he said, you can't cross state lines. You right. have to be 21. But, right. Uh, I would up the hours. You said they range from 120 to 280? 120, uh, 120. It can cross state lines during 120 hour and 280 hour probationary periods. Yeah, knock it up to 300 and keep that um, qualified driver in the passenger seat. What's the big deal? I, I don't have a problem with that. Okay. The world's the no trip to Chicago down 94 is already harrowing enough. I'd have to take side roads. But you have to assume that the kids, the teenagers that are doing this, really want to do it and that they've had the proper training. They're not doing this because this is a job and they were hiring and I needed to get out of the house, that they really truly, well, maybe I'm just talking. Boy, I hope you're right. Really, talking out of my Remember the story side. we had years ago about the kid in Miami who had a uniform and everything and 
uh, was illegally driving a bus. Yeah. And he yeah. was oh, yeah. really good at it, and he just wanted to be a bus driver. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you get him out there, I'll be okay. That's that's who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Unfortunately, the trucking industry right now filled with uh, oh, what man. we refer to as steering wheel holders, and they seem to lose their their grip a lot and uh, tip those things over. Kenny, Ohio Turnpike Sunday morning. I'm driving, and I'm thinking this semi. Why? It's not even that windy. Why is he weaving in and out? He was watching a movie on his uh, cell phone yep. when oh, I drove no. by him, and he yep. was driving an 18 wheeler with oh, a trailer. No. Yep. Jeez. Yep. Yikes. The World Snow Sculpting Championship is underway in Stillwater's Lowell Park. The opening ceremony happened yesterday. Sculpting sculpting competition is today. It's free. If you'd like to see it, it runs through Sunday. The Greater Stillwater Chamber of Commerce is hosting the event. It's sanctioned by the Finland-based International Association of Snow and Ice Sculpture. Teams from around the world will converge in Stillwater to create masterpieces and compete for the cash prize and the world title. You know, wow. when I got home yesterday, I noted that the plows had been through, and there was a oh, it was a hump at the end of the driveway. Oh, and I yeah. quickly got out the pea shooter, the snowblower, and got rid of all that because I pay attention to the weather. Mm-hmm. And I knew last night all of that would have turned to ice. Yes, it would oh, have. Well, I succeeded. Oh, yeah. I cleared it up. I did the same thing with my driveway. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. So we, we finally got around to it in St. Paul. Yeah, they got around so, to it yesterday afternoon. So yeah, you want a medal for doing what's right? Did you also stay out of jail, Dad? I, I hope did. you did. I did. Okay, good, good. I, I not that Ando's over is better than St. Paul, but our streets have been clean for four days now ever since well, we had that we snow. Well, we live in the sustainable so. urban core. Okay. I'm All making right. coffee this morning at 5 a.m. Notice taillights in my driveway. Uh, my guy Johnny's already up and going around and making sure all his customers can get out of their driveways and into work. Pretty he's, impressed Kenny's by that. Kenny's got a guy oh. to do his yard. Johnny Johnson, he's yeah. the best, man. Johnny Johnson, love that. Yep. So may I ask a question, Mr. Mayor? When did the snow stop falling in St. Paul? Oh, I don't know, Saturday. Okay. Saturday, I think. We got her done yesterday, huh? Yeah. Jeez, that's, that's ridiculous. Yep. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Me, meanwhile, uh, we're going to start that, was it $500 a month also in St. No, Paul? no, that was five days after I just paid a $740 bill for street maintenance that's oh, never God. been maintained. <laughs> that might be frustrating. Might uh, be, yeah. Might be. Yeah. Tough, uh, tough story from India. A drunk priest. That's always India. a bad way to start, isn't it? Yeah, wait till you walks into sentence. a bar with, with a Jew and a, <laughs> and a, Catholic, uh, a rabbi, a Catholic, and a drunk Lutheran minister. John, you, uh, John, we're not hearing you. Is uh, John, we're not you, hearing you. Did you accidentally mute yourself, John? He might have. I believe he John, did. John, we're not hearing you. We're not hearing you. <laughs> we're not right here. Look at ears. See what no, Joe's doing right you. now. What Joe's doing right now is he's conduct. He's like the air traffic controller, Kenny. He's trying to motion John, everybody into the. Uh, for God's sake, Here, text you know, this more. No, let's and, do this. Let's let's conduct a little. Let's conduct a little on-air experiment, shall we? Since yeah. we're rolling, we've already made a mockery of talking. ourselves. Anyway, I know I'm going to no, call him. No, he knows what's going on. He's looking. He's, he's not looking for anything. No, he's looking on his computer for something. I think he's re-logging this will make a great in YouTube video later today. I think. Now he's going to answer his phone. Here, I got a great idea. Put it on speaker, Reavers. Hey, John. Uh, now we're still rolling. Keep that in mind. We can't hear a word you're, you're not, saying. You're not coming through. Well, I realize that I am now looking for my connection because it said my clean feed connection has been cut or whatever, and, and now I've just clicked on my thing. So hopefully it'll come the out. government. I think it's, we got about sixty seconds for my YouTube videos. So I, I think, think that's good. enough, John. Thank uh, you. Well, you 
know. You better wait till we connect, don't you think? No, I think you keep trying to connect. We'll take a break and come back and, and uh, <laughs> okay. don't touch John. that radio dial. Don't GLers. touch it. It's really <laughs> going to be exciting. I promise. It's Reavers here once again for Chill Boys and ChillBoys.com. Boy, I have to tell you, one of the things that makes living in this state this time of the year a little bit less miserable is bamboo long underwear. That's now available online at ChillBoys.com. Fast and free for all orders across the entire United States of America, by the way. Over $40. Fast and free through ChillBoys.com. Go online. See the entire selection of bamboo performance boxers, uh, bamboo boxer briefs. They are the best underwear you will ever own and it doesn't matter where you live if you're in carver minnesota or if you're in phoenix arizona you can get the same treatment if you go online and place your order at chillboys.com give the gift of comfort no matter what time of the year it is go online chillboys.com please place your order with the best customer service team around and let them know that you heard about their product right here on the garage logic podcast flashlight check tool belt check Attitude. Check. He's going in. Joe Souchere. I got a nifty email from Patrick yes, sir. Radosevich who writes, I oh. thought you may enjoy seeing one of the last <laughs> ships of the season arriving at Duluth Harbor. Oh, cool. Listen closely for the size and number of engines powering this vessel, the fuel the engines are burning, and the last cargo. No wind turbines or solar panels on this boss. Uh, I've enjoyed listening to you since the early 80s. I did not know this. When you're watching a, 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 a ship arrive, there's a public address announcer. Yeah. That tells you all these pertinent yeah. facts about yeah. the oh, ship. Really? Is, this ship is called the Indiana Harbor. Massive. Yep. Was coming in to get coal, apparently. Uh, go to YouTube and just search for uh, last ships of the season arriving in Duluth. Oh, huh. It's very right cool. It's very be a cool, cool announcing gig. Yep. And then uh, I, I have to f- clear up a few of these. Uh, Scott in Sealy Lake, Montana writes, as a retired air traffic controller and current pilot, I can add a few points of information for you. During this whole discussion, the word, he's talking about uh, the 5G service being uh, introduced by AT&T and Verizon. I believe it's AT&T. During this whole discussion of the word altimeter has been used generically. There are two kinds of altimeters, a standard altimeter and a radar altimeter. The standard altimeter simply tells you your your altitude above sea level and needs no power. It simply senses air pressure when it changes as you climb or descend the needle moves. The new 5G cell towers have no effect on these. Radar altimeters use radar waves to precisely measure the height above the ground and are only used from about 1,000 feet above the ground down to ground level. These are what are affected by the new 5G cell towers. Kenny said he wanted the pilot at the stick. Doesn't work that way. In really bad weather at certain airports, certain passenger jets can land themselves. In this bad weather, the aircraft will touch down before the pilots even see the runway. The radar altimeter is a crucial piece of that puzzle. Regarding the departures getting out of the way of the arrivals, you kept mentioning time. As a controller, we did not deal with time. We separated aircraft by distance. The standard distance in the air is three miles. It goes up in certain situations. For landing and departing, it goes like this. The departing jet must be at least 6,000 feet down the runway and airborne before the arrival crosses the runway threshold. It looks like we'll be short uh, then. The arrival gets sent around and put back in the landing sequence. 
Scott in Seeley Lake, Montana. Fantastic. And, That's what we were looking for. Yep. And uh, thank you for that. Hang, and uh, hang on really quick before you get to your next item. Yeah. I found the video. I'll post this to the Garage Logic Twitter account. Is this the ship coming? Yeah. January 14th. This is this uh, video. The email I looked at was the 4th. Oh. January 4th. This says last ship. Out for the season, the Arthur M. Anderson departing Duluth with the last. Out? We were talking in, weren't we? Yeah, Isn't the Arthur in. M. Anderson the ship that accompanied the Fitz? Or I looked for the Fitz? I think so. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. The ship I saw was the Indiana Harbor. So oh. we're just, there's just a multitude of, of, of videos what? of this. A lot of boats. That's a, there's a lot of ships. <laughs> uh, Paul Hoyer wants us to know that his wife's home is Savali, roughly 200 miles north of the explosion of the undersea volcano in Tonga. Wow. There was very little tsunami damage in Savali, which is part of Samoa. Well, thank you for that. He's, I guess he just wanted us to know that. Yeah. Huh. Good to know. And uh, Jeff in Brooklyn Park has a prediction. He predicts Joe Biden will not give a State of the Union address next month. He offers no uh, reason why he believes such a thing. And uh, Sanibel Jim has a great point. Uh, There's an article in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel about avoiding COVID at Lambeau Field during the playoffs. They list list the usual precautions of distancing, mask, and vaccination. This brings to mind that I have not heard of a single word about any outbreaks after college or NFL games. Based on all that we have been instructed during the plague, if we pack 75,000 people into the stadiums, indoors and out, doesn't it seem logical that hot spots should have risen? No masking, no distancing as fans stand in lines to enter the stadiums, wait for food and beverages. Heck, just about everything. That sit down, elbow to elbow, screaming and yelling as the game moves along. Have you heard a word from any city where a COVID event has occurred? I searched this morning and found one article and it was an insignificant result after an amateur hockey game in florida in october of 2020 uh here's what i want to know is it it's very plausible that green bay will make the super bowl is it plausible that california authorities would put the clamps on aaron Rodgers because he's not vaccinated i think well I'll let john speak because he's a packer fan but i got to imagine the nfl players association would throw a tirade yeah, and he is not the only player not vaccinated. That's correct. So both that, that's both teams will have a lot of players yeah. that aren't. But and plus, there's no uh, mandate to be vaccinated. To I come just, into the I state. just threw it out there, John. I just threw it out. Well, a family member just entered the state. He, he was vaccinated, but nobody asked him if yeah. he was. So the, the fallout, or I don't even know if it's fallout, but it's going to happen on social social media. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they're going to they're going to go. But it them. is an indoor stadium. Would that change anything? That's a great point. Yeah, he, well, one guy is going to give everybody there the COVID. <laughs> well, and and they played the other night in the indoor stadium, and there definitely were players on both teams. With, yeah, but if, if you think the Dokovic controversy was something, wouldn't that be something? If oh they my, Rogers, but they're not playing. That was communist Australia. Right, right. This well, is murder. Well, this lied. is communist California. If, if he had lied on the way in, I think yeah. he'd have been fine. Yeah. I mean, what yeah, is we, the uh, the window of? Well, for instance, I was at a game Saturday night with seventy thousand people. Yeah, you in should attendance. be getting it by now. Well, you would know I what be, else? Would I show symptoms by now? I, I don't offer this facetiously. How can those germs survive when it's ten below? Yeah, it was cold. Yeah, they pro- <laughs> the Omicron said. 
Bleep that. We're out of here. I'm going to Miami. <laughs> yeah, but all those drunks spitting on you yeah. when you talk. Oh, Bill. Yeah, you bleeper, bleeper. I don't know what you're talking about. Everybody there seemed very well behaved, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Limans. It was on this day in 1836. January 19th. Six students attended the opening of the Lake Harriet Mission School for the Dakota, founded by the Reverend Jedediah D. Stevens. The school was sponsored by the Presbyterian Missions Board and taught by the founder's niece, Lucy Stevens, in a cabin built by Gideon and Samuel Pond. On is this that where day, we try to teach the Native Americans that their way of life is wrong and you need to convert to Christianity? Otherwise, you're exactly. going straight to hell. Yeah. yeah. Exactly on this day, what it was. on <laughs> this day in 1862, seeing Jeez. battle for the first time and suffering 45 casualties, the Second Minnesota Regiment played a key role in the Union victory at Logan's Cross Roads, Kentucky. Hmm. And on Ooh, this day in 1928, this day, January 19th. Yeah. Uh, Danan Katagiro Roshi is born in Osaka, Japan, a Zen Buddhist abbot and teacher. Roshi would move to Minnesota in December 1972 and found the Minnesota Zen Meditation Center located in Minneapolis near um, Bidet Makaska, which we all know as Lake Calhoun. And finally, on this day in 1935, Nathalie Tippi Hedren, who would star in the movie The Birds, was born in New Ulm. New Ulm. Ulm. Tippi Hedren was born in New Ulm. I did not know she was from New Ulm. I did know that she was from Minnesota. I had uh, I had forgotten that it was New Ulm. The mom of Melanie. Right. That's right. Jenny, you had something to say about the traveling Lymans. Tom Lyman, thank you so much. A couple of weeks ago, you sent me an article, a link to an article, uh, in uh, something called Common Sense, available from BarryWeiss.substack.com, uh, entitled Hollywood's New Rules, mm-hmm. and it's about the woke uh, and how they're affecting Hollywood. And uh, I read it a bunch of times. It's fascinating, but it led to a pretty interesting and fun version of news from the Krabby Coffee Shop today, Joe, where for the first time ever, uh, how long I've been doing this, a few few years, four or five years now, uh, I did I did show prep for <laughs> really, which I got to tell you, you did. makes probably, a difference, doesn't it? Probably not going to happen again. Okay, so that's <laughs> not for four or five work. more years. <laughs> but uh, it was uh, Don and uh, John indulged me, and we talked about movies um, in Hollywood for the whole hour, and I had a lot of fun, and I'm hoping our listeners do too. And I just wanted to thank Tom for that. Wonderful, thank you, GL. And that episode, just like GL, is available on all the other various platforms, including PodMN and GarageLogic.com. And also, as long as you're online, hit the subscribe button on the Garage Logic YouTube page. We are posting multiple videos every single day for your enjoyment. And all of our social media platforms are available for you, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And check out that GL online shop as we have a few items on Closeout. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>